You are invited as we delve into the unhinged. Well, it ain't working now, Frank. the movie line. The grotesque. And the bizarre. Who calls me from out of the pit? Whether you asked for it or not. This is Late Night Psychorama. Or that's that's my, my or is that your impression at, of me? No, it's my attempt at just getting us started. All right. Well, anyway, folks, this is late night psychorama, where uh, we just talk about old horror, <laughs> old movies, I guess, to make it nice, clear, and simple, concise for you. Um, and I'm Jonathan. I'm Joe, and I'm Andrew. What was that? Did something just stop? I think it was just the AC shut off. Okay. All right. That that kind of freaked me out. <laughs> Um, and today, it's the world ending. Yeah, it could be. Today, we're going to talk about the people who own the dark. Unfortunately. And Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. Yes. <laughs> and, um, all right. Oh, oh, a little spoiler warning, too. We're, we're probably going to spoil it. So, if you've never seen these movies and you're interested in them, it's really not the place to be right now. Or if you want to save yourself the trouble, just listen to us and then don't watch people who own the dark. Uh, does anybody have anything nice to say about the people who are in the dark? Yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll all find something nice to say. Oh, so but about. right off the bat, no, we're all we're all in a general. Uh, I mean, yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> all right, um, <laughs> let, let's go. Let me let me start real quick. The people who are in the dark was one of my like bucket list movies for years. Like I've heard about this movie, I always loved it. The title rules. The 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 poster rules. That was actually what I said to my wife. She was like, what are you watching? I told her, and I said, then this movie is not worthy of this time. Yeah, it right. is. And, and the premise is incredible, and they like, yeah. do nothing with it. I, I thought, and this is what uh, when you brought up the Omega Man, when I first read about it, it's like I thought this is going to be like a Night of the Living Dead slash Omega Man kind of uh, um, uh, hybrid with kind of weird – Psychosexual yeah. dungeon movie kind of yeah, thing going you, on you in it. I get that vibe from it, and it, it's sort of like when they wrote the script to it, the the screenwriter just kind of like briskly went through you know little little you know, notes that the producer gave him, and he didn't really like, oh wow, this is going to be this could be something cool. He just kind of like matter of factly like these guys are do this, and then these guys do that, and then. Yeah, yeah, and they don't really like kind of like squeeze anything good at. Actually, Joe, why don't you uh, give us a little synopsis of People in the Dark? <laughs> um, some wealthy people and notable people are having a party in a castle, and uh, apocalyptic things happen, and they're kind of safe from it for the time being while they're in the castle and then they decide that they need to venture out to search for things and it turns out that uh, 
there's things out there that search for people like well, them. Let's get a little bit more detail. The party is a Marquis de Sade themed um, <laughs> sex dungeon thing. And the reason they do it in the, the basement of this castle is, you know, to keep all their nasty bits, you know, hidden away. So when the bombs drop, the there's a 70s. nuclear explosion happens uh they're they're safe because they're protected by the walls of the sex castle yeah but um they don't they don't really do anything with the with the whole perverted element which no. could have been very entertaining and like you could have gotten the idea of like who's kind of like whacked out yeah like some and guys he, like i don't care if you know yeah. we're in apocalypse i'm gonna get my yeah exactly my you can get like who's like the real nasty kind of bondage perverts and the guys are just like in the for some cheap sleazy fun and you yeah. can kind of build some character there and, and they did nothing with it you, you know it's actually weird about that which ties into when we were talking about, about vincent price mask of the red death has a similar, you know, that's that plot point going on with the people being safe from the Red yeah. Death within, you know, Prospero's walls. And even though everything is much more subtle with the allusions to uh, like deviancy and whatever, I feel like Mask of the Red Death actually put it over you're, way you're absolutely, harder. And, uh, thank you for saying Mask of the Red Death because when I meant to say that hybrid, I meant to say Omega Man slash Mask of the Red Death, okay. like because. And, and like and yeah, the mess of the Red Death. Like you're in that castle with these people and their whole deviant behavior. This movie, it's like, oh yeah. By the way, these people are doing a Marquis de Sade thing, but forget about that because a bomb just blew up, and you don't really get that kind of like weird psycho pervert deviant kind of backdrop anymore. It's just right. like. I thought that was going to be the fact that we were going to be stuck in the apocalypse with these kind, with of, these people kind of people as yes. characters was going to be a big point. And right, no, it's, it's just not. kind of thrown away. And they uh, – I was also hoping that Paul Nashi would turn into the wolf The wolf man. Yeah. did not. I was ready for this, like knowing the, the plot and being so pumped to see this movie for so many years. That I was ready for this to be my, my favorite Paul Nashi movie. I will say say this though, which – like sometimes you know you get people that like will talk about Paul Nash's movies and you know will either involuntarily yawn or <laughs> that's me every single time you know or, or or various other reactions. But one thing that I would say is that he himself is is usually not bad in them as like oh, acting yeah. wise, and that's kind of the same thing here. Like he he's not he turns in I think a good performance yeah. amongst the other but people. He's behind like. A lot of his movies, not just like as an actor, but he's right, like a creative he does force. A lot of you writing. Would think after like the three hundred and seven movies that he made, he would get some kind of sense of pace or you know dramatic structure. No, his movies just kind of fucking sleepwalk, just kind like of the does Walking what he Dead. Does. Yeah, as uh, I mean, the, like when they get really crazy, they're still boring. Like the is like. Wolfman versus Vampire Woman or something. Like you would think, like how can you fuck that up? Like you, it's early seventies. You got plenty of women willing to get naked and plenty of fake blood to throw around, and your movie is still fucking boring. Like right. Inquisition rules. That's his best movie. How, right. Ha, having said that, Inquisition is fantastic, yeah. and I will also cast a vote for Horror Rises from the Tomb as well. But um. Anyway, back to the people who are in the dark. Yeah, so then they go to the village, and everybody is blind, like uh, Day of the Triffids. 
Right. And then... Yeah, the whole you, town and, was outside. Yeah. And you know this because yeah. people's eyes are white. Yeah, actually, actually, um, uh, I'll say something nice about this movie. When they go back upstairs and they see the um, housekeepers and mm-hmm. you see their white eyes, it was actually was pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they ran out of context and the whole town yeah. just had blindfolds on. <laughs> yeah. Who put the blindfolds on? Yeah. Everybody was blind, by yeah, the way. Exactly. <laughs> And for some reason, the the blind people get all murderous because well, first the 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 pervert people get kind of murderous, and mm-hmm. the blind people get murderous, and for really no clear reason, it's kind of hazy to me. Yeah. Um, they the blind people find them, you know, find like, them <laughs> out of blue. Like was they it, even say like how did they find us? And it's so like quick. I was like I don't know. Was like, it like the first night they yeah. they got like the first night they didn't even like have any problem in this no. deserted. Spanish locale to find these people and just be like masters at like the yeah. Zatoichi meets yeah. Jason type slasher violence. I enjoyed the um, nothing. No, <laughs> uh, I really wanted to like this movie. I was ready to fall in love. The, the ending, the last 10 minutes is actually pretty neat. Yeah. Um, bit over long. You kind of get what's going to happen. Ten minutes before it happens, but there's a nice, nice little shot of a mass grave and people one thing corpses I, being thrown indiscriminately. That one actress, though, uh, I think you and I had talked about that before. The, the she, she was like a trooper, though. You know, they. Oh yeah, they, all they, the time she just fell. Yeah. yeah, they threw her into the pit of bodies, yeah. and she hit that ground hard. And, and like, even before that, you see her like storm around the road, just like just hit yeah. the ground. And I'm like, oh wow, good, yeah. good for you. Like you're going to go that far for, for this. this. <laughs> Uh, Also, just, you know, for my own, just because I just feel like saying it, the actress who who played uh, Clara is maybe recognizable to some people because she has a very small part in Conan the Barbarian. She's Conan's mother that you see in the beginning of the movie when James Earl Jones chops her head off. Well, I did not know that. That's, uh, that's, that's fascinating. Interesting little tidbit. I this is much more interesting than the people who (laughs) own the dark. This is one of those movies where I watched the whole time, and I was imagining like my my version of this movie, like like right. I I know exactly what you mean. You you have this awesome premise, and you're watching these people just beat it to death. Somewhere in there, there was an awesome movie waiting to happen. Yeah, I I would love. I would love to remake this movie. I would. I would make such a creepy, eerie, like fucking nuclear mutant siege movie where like you could have like I was thinking you know you have your pervert party but you have like what and like you know let's let me back up a little bit there's nothing inherently wrong with adults into like kind of some weird sex stuff as long as it's all consulting adults but like say since they were all from like all walks of life like one guy was like an ambassador one guy was like a famous doctor would have been real neat if one character was like a, a journalist who kind of lied about his resume and got in right. to kind of do some expose of this weird, you know, eyes wide shut sex cult going on well, and have him as the main character. So you have like somebody that's right. not really like some kinky weirdo to follow around. Yeah, like our main characters kind of get killed off a bit like a yeah, little early on. Yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, so, I thought we were supposed to follow yeah. these people throughout the movie. But then you have this character and you, you just kind of follow him and then you're like you're in a – so you're trapped with all these kind of weirdos who are kind of in on – like onto you 
thinking you're kind of this outsider. Right. And then you have these blind people kind of Omega Manning out in the town, like doing some weird shit until they eventually decide to do some siege in your cool, creepy looking gothic castle. That would have been a great movie. And that was the movie I watched in my head yeah. while watching this movie on the screen. I think everyone thought that. They're like, wow, this could have been pretty interesting. Yeah, it was, it was just wonderful. And I can't second that poster. Just keep that poster mm-hmm. and that title. The, the one thing I'll give it is that it does kind of pick up the pace after a point. Mm. Not that it does much <laughs> Yeah, with you it, still don't give a shit, you know. But at, 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 least, at least somebody at some point was like, you know, we should probably start yeah, moving. Something should happen here. Well, yeah, it was uh, – I remember thinking that. I was just – it's like half an hour into the movie. I was like literally nothing has happened. Like it's – there's there's really nothing that's going on. I'm, I think they had just gotten to the castle at that point. And the other thing – I mean this is such a little dumb complaint, but it's still like – I know they were trying to do the whole sex dungeon and like make it weird and stuff like that, but it just seemed they all met in this room. So they all they're all face to face and then they put these goofy masks on oh, yeah, and yeah, go into yeah. the dungeon area. And it was just like I mean the masks were kinda cool, but at the same time it's like it would have been cooler if they just not had met yeah, you didn't, and went down. Or, or or they didn't blatantly meet each other, so yeah, they were I mean, strangers. Yeah. That would be a reason yeah. for the mask. And I feel that's bad. typically what you do with those things. <laughs> I feel bad for the those really pretty model ladies that would like not only were these guys really not that attractive, but then they wear these like Quasimodo masks. Yeah. And I just couldn't, you know, I just I can't imagine like oh they must be paying them a lot to like ride that guy, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah, one guy had, like a pig mask or something. Yeah, it's like, but yeah. um, anyway, uh. Anybody have anything else to say about people who are in the dark? I, I think we pretty much covered this one. There's really not much you can yeah, say about it. it I want it to. Like I, I, I don't want too many redeeming qualities. And like, it's not even one of those things where I know I talked about like how I hyped it up. It's not one of those things where I hyped it up so much that it was disappointing that it couldn't be good. No, this was just legit not good. Like I can watch one of these movies knowing like yeah I'm excited to see it, but still understand that there's going to be you know problems with it. It's a very low budget old. 70s you know horror movie you know it's going to have drawbacks in it from its time period and you know restraints but i'm always willing to accept that and and a lot of i kind of like that you know whole aesthetic so it doesn't bother me this movie just was pretty poor yeah so uh do we got a three thumbs down for people who are in the dark yes emphatically Okay, Uh, i'm glad we kind of breezed through that because the other movie however is one i can talk yeah. Uh, Legends of the Seven Golden Vampires, a.k.a. Uh, Dracula and the Seven Golden Vampires, and Seven Brothers Meet Dracula, which is actually my favorite title. It, Even though yeah. there's a girl. It, well, it sounds it, like a Scooby-Doo kind it, of it, yeah, well, it, Isn't there an alternate to that one? Like, Isn't there a version where it actually says Seven Brothers and their sister? Oh, is there? I, yeah. I hope so. A little bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. This movie... Is actually, you know, I'll let you. I'll let you do the uh, the synopsis for the for the audience. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, synopsis. So, uh, Dracula goes to China, resurrects the seven golden vampires, and in the middle, I guess the, he has to have uh, you know uh, girls uh, for them to feed yeah. on for them to, to yeah, get their power to, to have yeah. that element in the movie. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so one of the girls is, uh, I guess, some like farmer's uh, daughter, or wife, or I can't tell, and. Um, they uh, and so 
he comes in and just kind of disrupts the ceremony. Uh, and uh, they chase him. He ends up uh, somehow stealing the the amulet. It was like a it's like yes. a golden bat. The bat. Yes, the golden and, bat um, that looks like it belongs on Batman's belt or yeah. something. Or and golden bat. You ever see golden bat? The the Japanese. No, but he, he, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> well, he, what's interesting is because it's uh, it takes place in China, like it, you know, vampires, uh, crosses. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Buddha. Yeah, they cross put, it, puts it in like a little Buddha shrine, and um, they go to grab the uh, the golden bat. One of them dies, yes. uh, because he touches Buddha, and uh, so they and they only have yeah. six vampires. Right, now. the 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 farmer who ends up dying by kill and kills one of them, the golden vampires. His grandson uh, takes place years later. His grandson, one hundred years. Yeah. years. His grandson uh, finds his way to Peter Cushing, who's playing Van Helsing, and uh, tr- kind of convinces him to go back to his town so they can kill the other six. Well, well to, not to interrupt, but the first like twenty minutes, that whole thing is is actually told in flashback narration by Peter Cushing. Oh yeah, he knows the story. Right. Um. So anyway, th- but that kid, yeah, he watches his lecture, which he's kind of booed off of because nobody believes in vampires right and uh, he convinces him and his son to go to this town to defeat the remaining um golden vampires here's here's the question i have oh and that's the plot but let me get this out of the way the major plot point um this is the same peter cushing van helsen character from the previous dracula movies correct and because the kid even says, I believe so. He chose to him because he read because he said they say he read the about his adventures it, it, in Transylvania it, it, fighting right, Dracula. Right, it's eighteen oh four. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that syncs up with. But if it's a hundred years movies. later, and Dracula has been to China since eighteen oh four, then what? Who? Then how is he fighting Dracula in Transylvania? They're not good at math. No, okay. no they, the, it's a big plot hole. Is what I'm trying to. Yes. I pick. I found the plot hole in Legend of Seven Golden Vampires, and I want to feel smart that I found the plot hole in this fucking schlocky kung fu vampire movie. Yeah, con- congratulations. Yes, so. I just needed to, <laughs> to to point that out to everybody. Um, but anyway, yes, this movie is is a lot of fun. Um, it's got great uh, uh, Shaw Brothers action sequences, and. It's very um, straightforward, plot-wise. It's, yeah. it's very simple. Which, if you if you watch a lot of Shaw Brothers movies like me, their plots, you would think that they're simple, but they're actually very convoluted. There's a lot of, like, Yeah, they double, take a lot of twists and turns. Yeah, double crosses, triple cl- crosses. There's a lot yeah. of political intrigue. And then at the end of the day, it is kind of like, it does boil down to, like, I'm getting revenge, or I'm avenging right. my clan, or, you know, I'm... Something like that, but they they take like a very weird spiral way of doing it. This film is simple; like it's like well, we got to get to this place and and fuck up some vampires. Well, the only kind of confusing thing is the the whole. I guess like the title: it's seven golden vampires, but then there's seven brothers that are going yes. to kill. Yes, and one <laughs> and so, sister. Yeah, exactly. So the numbers are kind of weird, but um. Yeah, each brother that is going with uh, teaming up with Peter Cushing uh, has his own like martial arts specialty. Yeah, the guy who has double wielding axes yeah. and uh, someone else with a spear. The two sword brothers, right? They're the, the twins. Archer. Yeah, yes, the archer. Um, and the main guy just seems to use his fists. I don't think he has a weapon. Yeah, well, that's that's David Chiang, who uh, you know him and Tide Long were very or like the big seventies Shaw brothers. Um, they were in the duel together. Yes, yeah. Just 
I, I really like David Chiang. He's got a very unique look. Yeah. Well, in the and, duel, he had like that really kind of a classy yeah, uh, but wardrobe. He, but he he always plays this kind of like cool, sharp type yeah. hero. While Tai Lung always played the more like the everyday. But yeah, in this one, he's just kind of standoffish, and he. Uh, yeah. But he was just, you know, that's the mission. They're going to yeah, go kill it, these it, vampires. Um, however, and to get into the the first of all, in the beginning, when you see the the original like story as told by Peter Cushing, when uh, the farmer goes in and interrupts this ritual, this is the best. the The, the opening, like the the first twenty minutes of this movie, is the best part of the movie, I think. Um, the the it takes place in this weird torture dungeon where you have all these naked girls. Yeah. Actually, like, only, like, two of them are naked. Yeah. Well, I mean, strangely. Yeah, yeah. But throughout the movie, yeah. Throughout the movie, you see these, these, this torture dungeon at work. But, like, yeah, they're all, like, hooked up, you know, laying down, and then they get, you know, bit or stabbed or whatever, and all their blood goes into this boiling vat while, you know, these... The soup... Yeah, well, these awesome-looking vampires, like, they're dressed up in weird kung fu wardrobes. With weird but they're, like, yeah. But they're faces. also waxing, you know, Decrepit. corpse, yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. tombs of the blind dead type mm-hmm. zombie-looking things. And not only is that a cool scene, but then you see the farmer interrupt it. He runs off with the with the golden bat, mm-hmm. and then you see this awesome horde of zombies come yes. up that is, like an excellent like horde of zombie uprising scene that looks perfect it, it, it's just like one of those I mean it, it really harkens back to like children shouldn't play with dead things kind of like that foggy air cheesy it's got the the, the foggy air and it has the cool like unnatural lighting yes, in it yes. too and then when he gets to the town and all of them follow him it's 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 awesome it's like a great scene I mean the movie's not like I think if you can tell by the title, it's not like a scary movie, but it's a very fun, campy movie. Does its job. It does its job very well. And do we, so? Do we want to talk about like the last like third of? Yeah, yeah. You guys can talk about whatever. Us guys. Yeah, I mean, go go on. Yeah, take you a, talk. Well, I mean, the last third of the movie is cool. It's a fucking. Seven brothers versus vampires and their horde of zombies. Yep. Punching and kicking. And then they all just kinda like start losing until uh until uh Yeah, the brothers get picked off. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kinda sad. Which is Oh yeah, I forgot to say that Peter Cushing's uh well it's uh Van Helsing's son is a main yes. character. And uh so he's along for the right. He comes off as like this really uh this really pretentious like kind of prick in the he's beginning privileged. of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But then he uh, love interest develops with the sister. Yes, the well, not not, not his sister. The, well, the, the, the brother. Sister. Yeah, the, yeah the, the sister of the of the martial artists. Yes, and so, but yeah, they. Uh, one thing I couldn't really understand was as they start killing, you know, they, they basically just stab the, the zombie horde and like yeah. they kind of deflate and yes. um, uh, some green gas comes out of them. But with the vampires, like, was there? I, maybe I missed it. Was there anything? special with their weapons that would kill them because it would just seem like they would stab them and they would die as well. Well, you got to stab them in the heart. Okay. But then again, you had to stab their undead people. I guess you just have to stab everybody in the heart. Yeah. Okay, that was it then. I have a a question. When it comes to the the Van Helsing Dracula showdown. Okay. 
how quick and simple. <laughs> Which, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I can. I it's can no horror of, the, horror of Dracula showdown no, no. where there's fucking jump in. And Are you talking about when he transforms back into Dracula? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> At the very, very end. Yes, when he transforms into not Christopher Lee again. That's how I'll, I'll refer to him. Yeah, not, always Lee. as not Christopher Lee. And. So the the actual death is kind of cool the way like it looks like how it, yeah. how it's filmed with like because it involves a spear and then the spear actually like falls like into the skull and yeah. actually demolishes the the skull. That was but, really long. <laughs> yes, um, but are we supposed to get the impression that? Dracula is over now because that seems to be what Van Helsing thinks and I'm just wondering why he would think that given the all the other times, times that Dracula, Dracula has way back, yeah. back you know if I was Dracula I would just stop fucking around with where Van Helsing goes because he can dispatch everybody or I would just kill him and get it over. Well, he's tried, but yeah, we'll try harder. Yeah, because well, when the uh, stop thinking about the blood all the time and take care of business. Well, the, when when uh, I guess Dracula was just kind of vanishing into bone dust. I found that it was very very long. It was just like I don't know. I, I remember I kind of spaced out. And they I was spent like, oh wow twelve dollars on that effect, and they were going to get every second. Yeah, it was like they slowly. It was it. just like. It was just a still, and then, like, the next still was slightly less bone dust. Yeah, like, it was, like, like the resurrection scene in Dracula, Prince of Darkness. Yes. It was, like, the reverse of that scene with none of the atmosphere or coolness or dread that that comes with it. What is the Dracula movie? The second one, Christopher Lee. Bride's Dracula is the second one. Is the second one in the series. Prince of Darkness Prince. is the is the second Christopher Lee Dracula. Then I'm thinking of Dracula's Risen from the Grave. That's the one after. Yes. But Dracula Prince of Darkness has the the best yeah, resurrection. That that that's the um where the, the guy's gu- hung upside down. Yes. yes, that is the best one. Yeah, by far. With this one, when he goes from the the Chinese the Chinese minion back to Dracula, yes, I didn't really know. I kind of paused it just to kind of see what was going on there because it was like it didn't just go from Chinese minion to Dracula. It went Chinese minion to kind of like it looked like cousin it, yeah, <laughs> and then and then it was Dracula, and I didn't know what it was. It looked like a hairy thumb, just like yeah. it was really weird. Just, I, just I transitional. Know. Yeah, but it was just I didn't know why that was. It confused me. I uh, I lo- I watched this movie or uh, I looked this movie up for little tidbits that'd be interesting to talk about. And all over online, it just has this kind of lukewarm response where people are like, "Yeah, it's fun, but it's, you know," and they just kind of forget about it. Right. I think this is easily the best of the seventies Dracula movies. I'll take this over. Oh, sa- yeah. Satanic rights and yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, what was Dracula it, AD nineteen seventy two? Yes, Dracula AD seventy two and Satanic rights of Dracula have their charms. Like they're like yeah. like they're like golden vampires in in the sense that they're clearly being made for a certain yes type of uh, what's the word I'm looking for 
uh, like they're being played for a, a certain, certain type audience of, that's yeah, not like, your traditional hammer. R- right, and 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 they're fun, and I like them. But Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires is easily the most entertaining, and, and like the th- and the fact there's some like unhinged like like this. If you describe it as something, this sounds like one of those movies that like were never made that were like talked about in pre-production, right. but never get. You know, like Hammer teamed up with Shaw Brothers to make Kung Fu, um, uh, <laughs> Dracula movie. Uh, here, you know, one something. Have you guys ever seen any other um, Chinese vampire movie, like Mr. Vampire or anything like that? I have seen, but I I don't know titles off the top of my head. Well, they have something. Uh, uh, it, it's in their culture. I think I know where you're going. With Vampires this. hop. The hop. The hop. They hop, and they have, and they have to have like weird, weird, like put like weird notes on their heads and stuff to keep them from hopping. It's like a really neat. Um, I I can't really describe it to you right now, but yeah, if you watch their movies, because in, yeah, in, in in China, apparently in their culture of vampirism. like their you know folklore, mm-hmm. they hop, and like they're kind of like controlled. Like they have, it's sort of like the Asian zombies, where like you can kind of like tell them what to do and stuff like that. Right. And uh, I was kind of kept my eye out for some of the vampires to hop in this, and uh, I didn't see any. But I remember um, when I was looking online for like neat little trivia. Somebody points out, like, yeah, if you watch in the background, sometimes the vampires just like hop around out of nowhere. Right. But I, I didn't. I didn't. See I don't it. think I've ever caught it any time. I've yeah, I haven't. I haven't either. And this had to have been like the third time I've seen this movie. You know, it's funny. Um, I can kind of understand why people. Right, there was kind of a lukewarm response. I like not completely, but I kind of get. Uh, like for instance, like you guys say that this is a really fun vampire movie. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, when you hear like Hammer and Shaw, like I think I think maybe people expected a little bit more. You know, they. Um, it was it was it was a fun movie, but when it came, when it came to like the Shaw aspect of it, there wasn't they they had a cool the, you know like a cool kind of thing with each brother. They yeah. each had their own weapon, but it was it didn't really there was nothing that really wowed well, you yeah, as far as the martial arts it, goes it, and everything. Yeah, it didn't seem to if, if you watch Shaw brother movies, especially made by like you know one of the really great directors like the the right. the action scenes have a high energy right and these this one didn't really have it however when when they said that Cheng Che might have had a hand in this i i kind of believe it because it has his style carnage um you know they like some the the one brother gets hand cut no, off there was some bloody yeah like parts, and yeah. he was the one to really do that with like you know one armed swordsman right. and all those movies uh, like like uh, to go back to five element ninjas which is oh, like, yeah. the most like grisly of uh, the kung fu movies with limbs getting torn off and tons of blood. Yeah. There was a good good amount of blood in this one. Right. Yeah, no. There's there's good amount of blood, good amount of martial arts and good amount of 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 pretty girl nudity. Like yeah. you can't No, you really all, can't go wrong with all that. Oh, in yeah. the fucking campy Dracula kung fu movie yeah. backdrop. Well, I I can't I can't recommend this movie anymore. Right. And uh and I know like you both you guys said uh it was pretty straightforward, you know. It's like Yeah. yeah. Um and so maybe maybe that is something There that was kinda... that little subplot with the Chung King boss that lost face. Right. Yeah. But that, that was, was just really there. quick. Yeah, yeah. And that was just there so so you could have another fight, you know, just yeah. to, like something in there between them leaving yeah. Chung King and going to the village, you But know? you know, it is nice and it's just 90 minute uh, Yeah, breezy. Yeah. Fun. I I I I Give it a thumbs up. 
Yes, absolutely. Thumbs up. Yeah, three I thumbs mean, up. Hits, there we go. All, all and especially next to people who are in the dark. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you no, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. When uh, when we well, yeah, I, I was really excited to see this movie. Whereas, um, luckily, uh, watching people who are in the dark was just kind of like a spur of the moment, just kind of pop it on and yeah. like, just sat through it. But this was this was a treat. Yeah. Um. Any any closing remarks? I just wish that they hadn't been able to make more of them. This was the last Hammer Dracula movie? Was it the last Hammer horror movie? I don't think it was the last Hammer Was horror. there another Frankenstein or another? I know To I the Devil or Daughter. Another, yes, to, they, to the Devil or Daughter, I believe, is the last one, and that's, I think, two or three years after this. Because that was... Are you sure? Because this was 74. This is kind of late for Hammer. Yeah, I think... Um, to the Devil, a Daughter, I think, is 76. Okay, because I know that one was kind of made in response for, like, The Exorcist. You know, they were trying to ca- catch in on that with um, The Devil Rides Out. Like, that whole, when The right. Omen, The Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby, like, that whole occult movie, that was their last kind of hurrah, but they just couldn't keep up. They Yeah, well, a, a lot of it had to do with the movie itself, which drives me nuts every time I what, decide to... What, The Devil, to, Daughter? Yeah, like, every time I decide to try to give it another day in court I always yeah. end up mad. Well, well the thing is you know it was the 70s and like I love Hammer movies and the, one of the reasons why I love Hammer is even though they were kind of ribald for their time slightly there's an innocence to them that is lost in 70s horror movies which I'm not saying anything bad about it I, I like uh, that's what I prefer but I don't want to see the kind of nasty, mean-spirited Hammer movie. I like the gothic no, castle that, period that, piece fun. And that and that's totally fine. That's not even what my problem is. Oh, with, no, with I, that I agree. I'm just, I'm just saying I can understand why Hammer just lost their steam and they just could not keep up with, you know, the likes of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and stuff like that. They're just, yeah. they weren't that type of film. Right, sure, I and, and I understand that, but, I mean, write a... Script oh, that no, makes no. sense uh, for crying. I'm, out I'm not loud. saying that in defense to to Devil a Daughter. I'm just saying in general why Hammer. Like the out. ending of that movie in particular. Like of all things, in the, I mean the the whole movie I could probably deal with to some degree, but the end of To the Devil a Daughter is just like I want to throw something every time. When was the Devil Rides Out? Because Devil Rides Out is pretty fucking cool. The Devil Rides Out is fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. The Devil Rides Out is way, way, way before. I okay. Think, I was think that still in the sixties? Yes, it was. Okay, it was right. six. For some reason, for some reason, I always thought that was one of the ones they tried to cash in on Rosemary's Baby and the like. Six sixty three, I think. Maybe? Oh, okay. So that's early. Yeah. On. Which, which, um. The Devil Rides Out is, I, I think, is worth watching just simply to see the scenes where, like, the evil gin guy is summoned because those scenes are. Creepy. Is that the scene where they, they have to stick in the and stay in the circle, and they see the? Do you see the big spider come out? That's one of them. But like, any time that that guy gets summoned up with like the red glowing eyes and everything, yeah, that's that stuff is fantastic. The, um, I I I have a, a massive hard on for Hammer. However, my favorite Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee team up film is isn't even a Hammer movie. It's Horror Express, which is I love that movie with every fiber of my being. I I, have, I saw that movie as a kid. My uncle showed it to me, and it terrified me. And uh, 
I still watch it. I love the theme. The theme song is, is awesome. It, it, the humor works. Like, it has this kind of, you know, uh, th- that British humor, you know, that you would get from it. But, it, but like, a lot of the jokes, there's there's plenty of them. They, 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 they land well. Hmm. And the premise is excellent. It's almost like a, like a, a Philip Hinchcliffe era Doctor Who kind of like plot where it's like more science fiction than horror right in 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 the in the in the plot line but however in the ambiance and and how the movie's done it's a pure horror film and all right i think on that note kids thank you for listening if you did i'm sorry if you did uh we'll come back next week so thank you very much this is jonathan signing out this is Joe signing out. Stop it, See ya. Uh, stop it. Sucks. Then no more time. You've got to please stop it. Stop it now. Turn it off. Turn it off. Stop it. 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 Stop it.